0: Hi, I'm the Ish Girl, and you're listening to Episode 12 of Connection, Not Perfection. Welcome to Connection, Not Perfection, the podcast that helps parents and teens connect using literature, laughter, and love. there my name is Amy also known as the Ish girl and I am your host today on connection not perfection Now in my last episode I talked about the North Texas Teen Book Festival and how I took my daughter and my niece And while we were there we saw an amazing panel that included an author named L- Nina Lacour Now Nina Lacour won this year's Prince Award for her book We Are Okay And if you don't know what the Prince Award is it is one that is given out by the American Library Association. It is a very highly regarded and sought after award, somewhere along the lines of the Newbery Award, which many of you may be familiar with. Anyway, it started in the year 2000. I'm pretty sure that's the year they gave out the first award. And I'm just going to read you a little bit from the website about what it is in case you're curious. And I've also included a link to the information page on my show notes. So the Michael L. Prince Award, annually honors the best book written for teens based entirely on its literary merit. In addition, the Prince Committee names up to four honor books, which also represent the best writing in young adult literature. So that's just a little bit about it. Again, I have that link for it in my show notes. Now, this was definitely a case of don't judge a book by its cover, because I had actually seen We Are Okay a couple of times. Um, I think I'd seen it in a bookstore. And also as I was going through and looking at my library's um, selection of ebooks, and I wasn't all that interested in it because the cover just didn't jump out and, and grab me, it wasn't appealing to me. But after hearing Nina LaCour on the panel at North Texas Teen Book Festival, I was very intrigued. And so I decided to read it. And that is what I'm going to be sharing about with you today, because it is truly a beautiful book. And just a couple of things about it. It definitely falls in line with um, what the publishing industry for YA is very interested and focused on right now, which is diverse books, because the main character is gay. And there are definitely some explicit sexual encounters that the main character, um, Marin, has with her girlfriend, Mabel. So um, I want to say that up front, because I know a lot of you listening um, really want to know about the issues that are involved in the book. And and that was something that was a very big part of the story. So um, that was one of the issues. And then also the overarching theme and, and really the heart of this book is grief, because Marin is grieving for her grandfather, who has died, and he's her only remaining, or he was her only remaining relative. And so that is really what the story focuses on is her journey of grief, because it's not a simple one. So the story starts with Marin in her dorm room by herself over Christmas break. She's had to get permission from the university that she's attending in order to stay in the dorms because nobody else is going to be there. And they've set it up so that the campus caretaker knows that she's there. He, she can call him in emergencies. And so we are joining Marin at the beginning of this month long, basically isolation that she's chosen in it, that she's going to have because she doesn't feel like she has anywhere to go over this Christmas break. Now, the way that this story is structured, we know that something traumatic has happened, but we're not sure exactly what it is. We know that Marin has fled her home state of California to the university that she's going to in New York after some kind of loss and trauma. And it is slowly revealed that her grandfather who raised her has died. But we also know that there's something more than that, something much more traumatic something that goes beyond just his death and we don't really know what it is at the beginning of the book she also has tremendous guilt we watch as she's preparing for a friend of hers to come visit from California who she hasn't seen since her grandfather passed away and she is experiencing a tremendous amount of guilt because she left California without saying goodbye to anyone and the person who's visiting is her best friend from childhood who also Um, became her girlfriend over the previous summer. So the book goes back and forth between present day where she's at her campus at at the university there in New York, and back to the previous summer before her grandfather has died. So it kind of goes back and forth. Now I will say the interiority of this book draws you deeply into her grief. I definitely shed tears as she relived the trauma that she experienced. And I discovered for the first time exactly what that was. And it was a Gripping and powerful story. What I loved about it was that as Marin reflected on her life with her grandfather, there was a slow realization that not everything was as it should be in their home. Um, Like the fact that they never went into each other's rooms. So in the course of kind of talking to her friends, Marin realized, hey, it's not quite usual or typical for me to have never seen half of the house that I live in because she and her grandfather did not enter each other's spaces. And that was just the way it was for them. And she didn't think anything of it until she was having these conversations with her friends. So that was very interesting. And Nina LaCour did a very good job laying that out. I also loved just the whole cast of characters. They were all very endearing. Gramps was very endearing. He, um, he was an immigrant from Ireland. Mabel was very engaging. Her parents, who Marin was also very close with. Her college roommate was a character that I particularly loved. And we didn't see Hannah a whole lot in the story, other than to know that when Marin showed up at school, she was kind of a mess. I'll talk about that more in a minute. But I Hannah was there with her parents, and they didn't question the state that Marin was in because she had very clearly been in a very deep depression, but they just kind of wrapped their arms around her and took care of her to the extent that she would let them they um, gave her bedding for her dorm room bed and they got her some clothes and they really just took care of her no questions asked in um, in a crucial moment and I just found it so profound because it made me think about how I want to be that kind of person where I am willing to meet someone's physical needs, who's right in front of me, who I can see is struggling, no questions asked. And I want my teens to be that kind of person too, those kind of people who can see someone in need, someone hurting, and help them in whatever ways we can. Because sometimes meeting physical needs is all you can do. And It's everything in that moment. So I loved that. I also loved the caretaker, Andy, who watches out for Marin while she's alone on campus over the winter break. And he actually, while her friend Mabel is with her rescues them because there's a big snowstorm and the power goes out and it's super cold in their dorm room and so he comes and rescues them and um, lets them sleep on his couch and it's it's very um, proper I guess you know because I think in today's day and age that might sound a little bit creepy and my radar went up for that too as I was reading it but he was very kind and caring and it really the whole thing just restored my faith in humanity this sweet story so even though she's experienced a trauma and feels alone. What I saw through the story is that she was embraced by her new college community and by her older friends at home and that there are people who love her and were looking out for her, um, even her grandparents' friends, he had a group of poker friends who really watched out for her interests and That's gradually revealed as she is slowly but surely coming out of this depression that she's been in. That depression is definitely one of the issues that the book handles and does it very well, I think. And I've talked about a couple of the other issues. I'm going to give you the full list right now and then walk us through those. So, of course, this is a lot about grief and loss and depression. It's also about dating and sexuality and friendship and family secrets, and also parent and family relationships and community as well. The grief and the loss go hand in hand. And as I've mentioned before, Marin has lost her grandfather. But beyond that, throughout the story, we see that she has really missed knowing who her mom because her mom died when she was three. And her grandfather has never really talked about who her mom was, what she was like, or or anything about her. And Marin really feels that as a loss as well and nina lacour does a good job of really showing us that marin misses having a parent that it is something that she feels keenly and that even though her gramps is amazing and great and quirky and she knows he loves her it's still very hard for her to not have a parent and then as the book develops and we see that there is more of a loss that's related to her grandfather i don't want to give any spoilers it's just very poignant walking through that with her now as far as her depression is concerned, I think that it's so well portrayed because the way that Marin faces her loss is to isolate herself, and she does that by completely leaving her home, her community, and traveling across the United States, finding a really cheap and I would say nasty hotel. The way that it's described, just as kind of a really gross hotel, to stay in for the two weeks before school starts. Um, she finds that hotel. She Burrows in basically and does not treat her body very well during those two weeks because she's she's horribly depressed. So she sleeps, she doesn't shower, she doesn't eat well, um, and so by the time she shows up at her dorm for the first time, she is just a mess. So I think that picture of depression just being this black hole is very accurate for some manifestations of it, and is a great way to talk to your teen about that and talk about. All All the ways that Marin is feeling in her interiority and the thoughts that she's having as a really great example for what depression can look like and what thoughts and signs and symptoms you can look for in yourself and in your friends as far as recognizing when you're depressed or if one of your friends is depressed. So I thought that was really great. As far as dating is concerned, when Marin um, cut off all ties with her life in California, one of the people she cuts off is her best friend, Mabel, who I've mentioned before, had actually become her girlfriend. And throughout the story, we see the flashbacks over the previous summer where she and Mabel started dating and started to become a couple. And the flashbacks in the story really give a good picture for how that relationship transitioned from a friendship into a romance. And I will say this is where um, in those flashbacks where you really do have those scenes where there are some explicit sexual encounters between the two of them. So and that leads me right into the sexuality portion of things. Because in those flashbacks with Mabel, um, it does talk about the experiences that they have together. And there are some thoughts that Marin has about how their friends will receive that or what would have happened differently if they had talked about the fact that they were a couple to their friends and if that would have made things different so there are are definitely good discussion points around that now as far as secrets are concerned the secrets that Marin discovers about her grandfather are really kind of the crux of this whole novel and the emotions that she's having and a big part of the grief that She's experiencing in the loss. And again, I don't want to give any spoilers away, but I will say that her grandfather's secrets leave Marin feeling betrayed and really doubting everything that she knew about him and how he felt about her whether he even loved her or not and so she's very much reeling with grief not only from just losing him in general which was she knew was going to be hard but also discovering all of these things that um, he has been hiding now with parents and family relationships as I said before Marin's parents um, are gone she never knew who her father was her mother died when she was um, a toddler but this book does talk about parents in terms of Mabel's parents who love Marin very much and have kind of been a second home for her throughout her childhood and then also her roommate's parents who I've already touched on about how they took care of Marin as school started for that first semester of college. Now, Mabel's family, her her parents are very loving, and they do their best to take care of Marin in ways that her grandfather can't. And when he dies, they are the ones that she calls when she realizes that something's wrong, and they rush in to try to take care of her. But again, she runs away, she leaves, she isolates herself. But throughout the story, you see them reaching out for her, trying to take care of her, and in In the end, again, not wanting to give you any spoilers, they really do come through for her in a beautiful way. And with her community at college and back at home, I would say Gramps' friend group who he had a standing poker game each week. And in fact, um, and I thought this was really a fun detail, his winnings at the those, at the poker games that he did every week was how he helped pay for Marin's um, university. So the dorm that she stayed in and the tuition that was paid for through her second semester of school was all from her grandfather's poker winnings. And it was this group of elderly men who would get together each week and play poker and hang out. And so she knew these men. And because she left so quickly after her grandfather died, she really wondered what had happened to all of their things and the home where they lived. And we eventually um, find out what has happened to those things. And we find out through this friend group of her grandfather's. So she really had community there. And of course, community with her friend Mabel's parents and community with her friend Hannah, her roommate Hannah at university. And then also even with the caretaker um, I think his name was Andy at the university, and he really steps in and is community for her when there's nobody else around. So it's, I think that Nina LaCour did a really great job of really showing how sometimes you have people even when you feel like you don't have people. So that was good. Now, for me, this book was an exercise in empathy. And what I mean by that is this, practicing empathy is such an important skill for me and for my teens as well. And I would say that it's very hard to know how to help someone who is grieving a loss or know how to comfort them until you've walked the hard road of grief yourself. But reading about it, reading about grief in a way that allows you to experience it vicariously is one way to practice having that kind of empathy. And We Are Okay is definitely one of those books that allows you to experience empathy. I experienced Maren's grief and loss and betrayal because... Nina Lacour made it so easy to slip into these deep emotions, as if I was Marin. It was an exercise in empathy because Marin's shoes truly became mine, and books like this are an amazing tool in developing compassion and caring especially the ones that are so well written that you don't even recognize that moment when you cease being yourself and inhabit the character that you're reading and um, again Nina LaCour just did a fabulous job writing this it's so masterfully that you you don't even realize that moment when you become Marin and you take on her emotions and her feelings. So obviously, you can tell that I believe that the committee who chose this as the Prince Award winner did a wonderful job this year, because truly, if you were looking for something to help create empathy, this is definitely one of those books. Now, I will say it does create empathy for people who are suffering with loss and grief. But I could also see How someone who has suffered with those emotions or with some type of event that has or trauma, this book could probably be very triggering. So I would just throw that caution out there that it might be triggering for someone who is experiencing loss right now in this moment. So I would offer that warning. If you'd like to talk about this Prince Award winning book with your teen, I've created a set of questions that are based on these issues that I walked through in the episode. And I've made those questions available on my free resources page. You can and sign up for access to that through the link that's here in my show notes on iTunes or you can go to my website on the homepage you can just click the free resources button that's in the upper right and that website is the ishgirl.com t h T-H-E-I-S-H, e i s h dot com and signing up i do want to say will also give you access to my weekly email where i share personal stories and information about the podcast that i don't publish anywhere else now if your teen has read we are okay i would be very interested in hearing about any kind of conversation that you have with your teen about this book. You can do that by connecting with me on my Facebook page. Again, there's a link to that in my show notes, or you can email me at at theishgirl.com. And I want to say thank you so much for joining me today. And just remember, from an ish girl who has walked the dark road of grief a time or two myself, it is all about connection, not perfection.